hello and welcome or welcome back to our podcast best buds i know you guys have missed us so we're back just for the people also we take notes we take constructive criticism we heard you guys had some feelings about our smacking (laughs) in the last podcast so we decided to eat our lunch prior to this recording to save you guys that type of audio and so it's just gonna be us and no chewing and realness so that's that how are you doing today i'm pretty good I've had two classes, technically one though, because my second class we didn't do anything, but I have one class after this. That's cool. How about you? You know, I ate some cheese today. I'm lactose intolerant, so I know what the rest of my day is going to be like. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you got to live with no regrets, you know, just do what you want to do. Don't let anything hold you back. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Facts. That's a great segue into our topic this week. Right. This past week on Tuesday, April 2nd was Equal Pay Day, which <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> emphasizes the wage gap between men and women. Yeah. Actually, someone posted this thing on their story, and I'm just going to mention it. You keep chit-chatting while I pull it up. So this is a very important topic, not just because we go to an all-girls school, but it is a problem still that women don't get enough recognition <coughs> or the same amount or even close to the same amount as men yeah and it's literally the 21st century like come on people right so i was taking a look at this so they compare every dollar of a white man to every other group so it's a little bit over a hundred cents and some change for asian men under i want to say around 90 cents for asian women about 80 cents for a white woman about 70 cents for a black man about 70 something cents for native american men then you get oh that's a big jump 60 cents for black women about 50 cents for hispanic men around the same thing 50 cents for native american women and then about 40 cents for a Hispanic woman. I was looking at a graph, but it was on the Girl Scout page. But the fact that <laughs> the pays aren't equal, I mean, it's crazy, but I'm not surprised. A lot of people like to blame it on, oh, education. But if we're doing the same exact job, I've worked as many years as you, there's really no reason for us not to get the same pay. I'm actually confused as to how jobs justify that. It has to be illegal. Yeah, also the fact that there aren't many jobs that women can't do or men can only do or women can only do. Right. So they have no reason to... Even stripping. I'm saying people think only women strip. No, that is equal opportunity field. And we're not leaving them out. But even in that world, I'm pretty sure male strippers get paid more for sure. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like women are more generous with their money than men are. Yeah, I think that also adds to the problem. Exactly. Because... I feel like they should be giving more money to women because women are more likely to use that money to help the communities than men are because men are selfish with their money. And that's a factual statement coming from me, sourced by me. So don't go saying I'm spreading lies. It's my truth. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, yes, like we said, equal payday is important, but also 
these days i think it's weird because it brings awareness but what are people doing to change it what are the steps that i can take to change to make sure that people are getting paid well because even when you were looking at that whole monique scandal i don't know if you heard about that one where netflix was underpaying her i think they offered her five hundred thousand dollars for a special but then offered amy schumer well over a million dollars for her special even though monique had been in the business longer than amy schumer and then they also were paying dave chappelle over 11 million dollars for his special and so you know it's crazy also people are always comparing it to men like oh this is a men versus women type of situation obviously on that chart women were being paid less but it also does have to do with gender and then socioeconomic classes and all of that stuff intersectionality google it it's a great word keep it under your belt what you thinking about or salad Again, the tree thing, the tree salad. Explain it, because to me, this doesn't make sense. But to her, I guess. This has nothing to do with equal pay. Nothing at all. A tree is a tall salad. They would like you to explain. Elaborate. On a typical tree, you have the leaves. Right. That's the salad part of the tree. And then one long crouton. Is the wood part? Yes. It's called a trunk. I had faith in you. So did my mom. <laughs> I can't. But, you know, eating salads, I think, this is just a segue, because I do not rock with that treat thing at all. Not even in the slightest. I'm not going to front. That thing needs to go away forever. You need to never tell anybody <laughs> else about that theory, because they will send you away. Anyways... Sometimes I'll go to a restaurant, especially up here in Wellesley, because in Wellesley, there's so many restaurants that just don't need to exist. And I remember the first time I took my mom to Sweet Green. She was like, why? Why? You know, she's like, you're paying $12, $13 for a salad. You can make that at home. And to me, it makes complete sense. But to other people, they're like, it's just a salad. And I really feel like it speaks to fitness culture nowadays, how everything is about making what you're supposed to eat taste better and also making it trendy. Sweet green is trendy. like And healthy. Too. And healthy, yeah. In this area alone, you have sweet green, you have orange theory fitness, you have bespoke, pressed juice, pressed juice you have cocoa bee then you have people running up and down the street it's almost boston marathon season it's about to be that next week weekend i think it's boston marathon so everyone's practicing but even before that because i work at paper source and right by paper source is the bespoke which is the cycling studio and they be getting crunk in there I mean, like, they're playing a little Uzi, and it's lasting through the paper source walls. You got these Wellesies <laughs> house moms that are like, what is going on over there? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think with the whole fitness thing, it's also because health and wellness culture have really risen. It has in, grown a lot. I don't know, not an issue. Something to take more notice of or trendy again, I guess. Yeah. But... I think like with Barry's boot camp, they mm-hmm. have a juice right there 
so when you're done your class you go get a juice yeah. and it's a healthy juice and it's energy boosting and there's protein and all this stuff yeah but they're definitely selling a lifestyle i remember it used to be just workout world and planet fitness and those were just the things people worked out to just lose weight or wanted to tone up or whatever but now people are trying to make these things that aren't that much fun and that you feel like you have to do more fun so you're like i need to eat a salad because i'm going on a diet instead of just eating like, some greens and then throwing maybe a piece of chicken on that you go to sweet green and you're enjoying yourself same thing you know our soul cycle okay you're a soul cycle connoisseur you saw they just had a concert no soul cycle they had a soul cycle concert Where? with j-lo Where? no sierra i don't know somewhere in boston it wasn't here they do a lot of live rides or DJ rides where they have someone come in while the class is going. But SoulCycle is overpriced. Yeah. $30 per class, which is about 45 minutes. And then you also have to rent shoes and probably buy a water if you don't bring one. Yeah. And it just all adds up. And then they make these packages and it seems like the price is much lower. Or it's a better deal, but it's really not saving you that much it just makes you think you are. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done Soul Cycle mostly because the seats hurt my butt. Everyone just deals with it. I can't. I refuse. I just won't. Why would I spend $30, $30 for a session? Not only are they working me out to the point of uncomfort, okay? <laughs> then they want me to sit on these hard, hard chairs there is not comfortable i don't enjoy it it hurts so much and when i'm over here in pain i'm looking at other people and they look like they're okay with it and i'm like listen i'm not gonna get used to this there's other things i can do with my money with my time now if they change the seats we could start talking about me attending these lessons but the seats i can't do it i can't because are they comfortable i mean you're not on the seat most of the time which is part of the reason i don't know if it's the reason but Okay, but the times when I'm on the seat, I don't like it. Because sometimes they're like, okay, we're going to slow down. And then you like, you... Yeah. And I don't like that. Maybe I'll try it. Also, working at SoulCycle, I know that the instructors don't get paid that much per class. And then like, they occasionally get a bonus if they sell out their class. Uh, but that's the only exception. So you have to be like a really good instructor? Well, yeah, if you want a lot of people to attend your class and sell them out. But with the whole equal pay day situation, it's definitely also location based. Mm -hmm. So I was in Hollywood last spring and I took some soul cycle classes there and those classes were all sold out. Like uh -oh. Every single one I went to and they were mostly men too here. I feel mm. like there's a lot of women that teach yeah. out there. It's a lot of performers and people who want to be successful. Same in New York. Mm-hmm. I definitely do think Boston has always had this vibe of this go-paced lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I think that we're now being more put on trend with that healthy lifestyle. It was like, okay, Boston's a city, but I feel like when you think of New York, New York City, for now, especially upscale New York, you think of people like, you know, body right. Same thing with Hollywood, like, you know, 
they trying to get that next TV book in. They're trying to get that, you know, Instagram model membership status. They're trying to get right. So they have to work out. Whereas like in Boston, Boston's like that in-between city where it's not known for being lit, but it's also not known for necessarily being boring either. So I think we're slowly finding our niche and I feel like now we're kind of this health nut city almost is what it's starting to feel like. Because half the time, honestly, before Boston became really gentrified, even before when it was still kind of gentrified, like when you would go to a traditionally white neighborhood, even still, you would not find the amount of health restaurants there are now. Everywhere you go, there is a healthy, just in Fenway alone, there's like five different salad spots mm -hmm. that are like some type of sweet green. It's like this lifestyle is crazy. I don't really see an end to it because I feel like it is useful, but it also sucks because like we talked about before, if you can't afford to go to these classes or you know live this lifestyle it kind of does just feel like you're in the dark but i don't know what to tell you gotta save up that point <laughs> and also the locations like you were saying there's five salad places in fenway which could easily be distributed throughout massachusetts uh, easily easily and it's crazy because in fenway there's like five salad places probably like 10 juice spots like perfect right so you have all these options there's this place called kava which is cheaper version of sweet green and it basically tastes the same to me so but then in freaking brockton we just got our first starbucks and then now the next thing they're opening is a chick-fil-a but for me I'm so used to the way I eat up here that when I go home, I struggle so much to find food because there's literally nowhere I can buy a salad mm -hmm. or a juice. It's actually crazy. So like, I have to like travel to the next couple towns over to get a salad and then I just end up going to bed because it's too much planning. <laughs> end up having sleep for dinner. Yeah. So I have a question. Let's say, right, you're in a soul cycle class and your instructor is really cute right mm -hmm. would you shoot your shot yes or no probably not just because i know that they're all in their late 20s That's true. but what of, if they look like they're probably max like 20 i don't know it kind of depends because it's kind of weird <laughs> in that situation you're my teacher not i don't know you as a person that's true but I feel like there's ways to shoot your shot without necessarily shooting your shot. You know what I'm saying? So like when you're on yeah, the bike, so. you can be like eye contact. <laughs> or you can get up and be like, I thought that lesson was so, so good. Like private lessons. <laughs> so you're saying you would. I'm saying I would. If I thought they were cute, I would figure out a way to get my shot shooted. <laughs> I haven't figured out a way to do it, but I don't think there's not just one way to shoot your shot. I feel like being out there being like, you're cute, I like you, hit me up, here's my number, I can't do that. I feel like that's harder to do also if you don't, or if you do know the person. If you know them to shoot your shot like that? Yeah. I, that, it's easier if you don't know them, you just go into it. If I know the person and we're friends, I don't think I would shoot my shot. I set up the basket. That's what I do. I set up the basket, I bring them to the court, and I give them the ball. I like I'm like you know you know what the like you know what's supposed to happen. So how about you just do it? You know what I'm saying? 
that's my shooting my shot i guess it's not shooting my shot at all but I, I set up the court i tell them what the planet not what the planet but i let them know i give them the signs that it's okay for them to approach me i won't approach you but it's i will accept if you approach me and I feel like I make that pretty clear because actually shooting your shot, I think is so scary. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. And also I was just listening to a podcast about catcalling mm. and that's, would you consider catcalling shooting your shot? I don't know because in one way it's like, oh, I find you attractive, but it's also only for that reason. Yeah. I grew up in inner city Boston and I take the train all the time when I'm working in Boston and you get catcalled a lot if you're just outside and there's certain catcalls where I feel like they're very dramatic ones where it's like ah, ah. <laughs> like, like oh never my. heard those <laughs> no actually I was waiting bro I was waiting outside of the nail shop I think I was crossing the street or something I don't know something was happening and I literally looked the like the messiest I've ever looked the nail shop is a two second walk from my house so I just leave the house however I want when I go to the nail shop and someone literally like head out their window tug out their mouth ah, like that and was barking at me and I was like who who could this be to I didn't consider that cat calling I wanted to call the cops I was <laughs> I was frightened <laughs> to say the least but I think it depends because there's like cat call okay cat calling I feel like if you're walking down the street and be like hey ma uh ma like uh, you're cute, like, da da da, like stuff like that. I feel like that's more so catcalling than, oh, I think you're really beautiful or something like that. But I'll that's not catcalling. That's so different. I feel like someone, first of all, wouldn't say that on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, what if someone said, like, oh, you're so beautiful, like when you're walking on the street? That's different. Yeah. I don't know. Don't catcall and think it's shooting your shot because that's really not it. But also, I don't know how a guy should approach a girl that he sees on the street without being creepy. Because I know for me, if you walk up to me and I don't know you and you trying to spit some game, I'm leaving. Yeah, also the fact that it's seen that guys do it only. Yeah. I don't know if girls do it. Catcall? Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like... No now unless i'm with a group of girls and a cute guy walks by we might be like mm, you know <laughs> but it's not like oh shit who are you like no or like what's your name son come over here no but we're like mm, ooh, who's that and more so to ourselves and if they happen to hear they hear but i don't think girls cat call because I feel like that's also why girls don't shoot their shot because you're scared of seeming aggressive and also the way i think about it is if the guy likes you why wouldn't he shoot his shot? You know what I'm saying? Guys know that they cannot not acknowledge the fact that they know that they're supposed to be in society. They're the ones to shoot their shot, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know you have that upper hand and you like a girl, why would you not shoot your shot? So that's why a lot of times I'm like, I could, but obviously he doesn't like me because he hasn't done it. And then later you find out it's like the opposite, but then I'm just like, why didn't you do it then? And I, oh, but I wasn't sure. But son, I set up the court. <laughs> like, you didn't see me? I set up the basket for you. Like, what? But also, that's another reason why men are seen as dominant. Mm -hmm. And to go back to the equal play yet again. Again. <laughs> where it always goes back to. It just needs to change. And this is more to girls, but you have nothing to lose. That's true. That is true. I mean, yeah, exactly. If I shoot my shot and I miss, I'm not going to have you the same way I didn't have you before I shot my shot. 
but I feel like for me it's also a pride thing like I don't want you to have that W under your belt you know being like oh she likes me but I don't like her mm-hmm. I don't like that mm-hmm. I don't want people speaking on my name period <laughs> that's really how I feel I'll take some stuff with me to the grave I'm like nope you don't get to know that because if they do then they're gonna boast about it I mean probably not but that's just how my mind be working so in summary shooting your shot is it a good move yes set up the basket give some signs like you know glances replying to stories replying to stories is shooting your shot on instagram you think or snapchat hmm. i think it's also the way you do reply to a story like if you reply to a story with just laughing emojis or something i don't think that's shooting your shot because i have nothing i can say to that but if you're like oh my god that's so funny or how do they do that or like you know lead into a conversation that i think that's shooting your shot if a girl or a guy slides up on your story with a sentence max or like with a question mark it is safe to assume that they just might be shooting their shot there's some people that are genuinely interested but they just might be shooting your shot so i say yes shoot your shot if that's in the cards for you but you know this has been another eventful podcast and you already know what it is if you didn't like it that's your problem <laughs>